Welcome to the Grace Long Beach podcast, a series of sermons from our weekly Sunday gathering. For more information on our church community, values, and service times, please visit www.gracelb.org. Thanks for listening. I can almost 1,000% guarantee that in no other church in the world was a film clip from Mother shown um, <laughs> during the Advent season. But there's, there's something about the tension that I felt you were feeling um, while the clip was going that, that I think, and then the weight, I think, of, of Jeremy's words into the song into this, this kind of odd space of what am I supposed to do with right now? Uh, and I think that's really appropriate for the season of Advent, this wondering, what are we supposed to do right now in this waiting? Because one of the things that I think Advent reminds me of is that much of our life with God happens within the waiting. I mean, consider for a moment the biblical story. Think of all of the different moments where the people of God found themselves waiting. Because much of what is written, many of the stories that were told, actually takes place in the in-between. Between promise and fulfillment between the land that is promised and the arrival and being able to step foot on it, between enslavement in Egypt and then finally the fulfillment of the bounty of Canaan, between exile and return, between the promise of the Messiah and his birth, between cross and resurrection, between Christ's ascending to the Father And when he will come again. This, these are the moments in which we live. These are the moments when our life with God is actually lived out. In some ways that are messy. In some ways that are strange and confusing. But much of what it means to be a Christian. Is to live in the waiting. Is to live in the in-between. And see, perhaps what's even more interesting or frustrating or even honest about the biblical text is even in those brief moments when the people of God actually got what they were waiting for or were able to arrive where they were wanting to be, they didn't necessarily know what to do with it. If you think about the people of Israel, they grumbled and they complained. They asked for a king instead of wanting to be under the rule of God. They built empires. They oppressed. They crucified. They doubted. And the Bible has a word for this thing that humans seem to do. They can't keep their hands clean. Even when they get what they want, they end up spoiling it. The biblical word for that is sin. And if that was the end of the story, wouldn't it be a tragedy? And Advent tells us that's not the end of the story. God is actually not through with what he's made. He's not through with his people. He's given us his very self in the person of Jesus. 
Now, I invited you during this Advent, and I want to re-invite you, to read the first 18 verses of John while we're in this Advent season. And as I've been reading it this week in particular, verse 16 is a verse that kind of grabbed hold of my heart. If you want to turn there, you can. It's page 886, John 1. I'll start in verse 14. It says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. To verse 16, And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. There's an extravagance in that phrasing to me. Grace upon grace. And that in our Advent waiting, as we wait for the fullness of Christ, perhaps even now in our waiting because Christ has come, we can experience afresh this grace upon grace, this extravagance, this abundance, this incredibly, incredible benevolence and love of God. And perhaps in our Advent waiting, this is something God wants us to consider and to engage and to encounter his incredible kindness toward us. Because if you think about it, even in our times of spoiling what we've been given, even when we grumble and complain, when we are where we've always wanted to be, in the in-between time, God continues to nourish us and sustain us like he did to Israel when they were wandering in the desert after they'd been rescued from Exodus. Even in our moments between diagnosis and healing or surgery or death, God nourishes us, graces us with his provision in the presence of friends, of prayers, of gifts. Even in the moments of waiting between just making last month's rent and not sure if we're going to make next month's rent, Perhaps that's an opportunity for God to show his kindness toward us through the kindness and awareness of other people. He continues to forgive us. Forgive us even when we turn our backs on God, when we leave God to go squeeze out all we possibly can from our hopes and our dreams and the idols that we make out of other people or our jobs or our comfort or our security, even when we leave God behind and we squeeze all of that out and realize still we are left wanting. God is still there, like the father in the prodigal son story with his arms open so that we might again run into them. God's kindness, even in his forgiveness. He continues to again heal and restore us. He continues to open our eyes and restore our sight when we fail to see or acknowledge those who need, those who are neglected, those who are kind of pushed to the wayside. Even when our hearts are calloused, God seems to breathe new life into them, put mud on our eyes so that we can see again our neighbors and that we might then love and reach out and be a blessing. God continues to bring us together through his kindness, even when we're so bent on wanting to be divided. When we're so bent on wanting to see the other as other, 
instead of actually seeing an opportunity for God to bring together in uniting. Even then, God seems to break through with moments or conversations where we can see each other as God sees one another, as made in his image. In spite of our inclinations in our waiting to do these things, God seems to continually show that he is kind and gracious and remarkably loving. One of the things I love about the film Mother is that the poet is is so absurd in the way that he he extends his welcome, his invitation, and his love. It is quite literally in the film incomprehensible. It doesn't make sense. And I think in that way, it's actually a really wonderful approximation to the way that God loves us. For only an absurdly extravagant, gracious, loving God would give everything he had, his son, his very self, because he loved the world so much. And that is the story of Advent that we are telling. This God who came to us in Jesus, and even in spite of making a mess of ourselves in our waiting, he doesn't withhold. He gives everything he has so that we might know him again. So in this season of waiting, may we be people who are attuned to God's kindness, attuned to his benevolence, attuned to his forgiveness, recognizing not only who we are as people who can't seem to keep our hands clean, but yet recognizing who God is, who even in spite of us, continues to show us grace upon grace. Thanks be to the God who came to us in Jesus Christ, so that in his fullness we might receive grace upon grace. Thanks be to the God who out of his gracious love continues to come to us, even in our waiting, so that we might encounter his abundant kindness toward us, which never ceases.